Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Uh, uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately, for me personally, I, you know, I think that I want to be able to ha- be involved because at the end of the day, it's your legacy, it's your team's legacy, it's, you know, it's the guys you get to go into the huddle with. And at the end of the day, those guys you got to trust, you know, when you think about, you know, one of the reasons why Tom went to Tampa was because he, he felt like he could trust those guys and Bruce was going to give him an opportunity. I think, I think for, you know, every situation, you have to be able to go into a situation, you know, you think about guys like LeBron, he was able to, you know, be around great players that he can trust. I think for, for me, you know, uh, anytime you bring free agents in, you know, other players, you want the best players, guys who love the game, guys you want to be a part of that. And as a player, you kind of know that. You get to be around Pro Bowls, you get to kind of see these guys, you get to be in the huddle with the linemen or, or receivers or, you know, um, get to be around defensive guys. And so you kind of you kind of build that over time and get to see who can really play. You know, as a player, you really know. So I think that um, I think that relationship is really key in that dialogue between, you know, um, you know, especially being a veteran player, you, you know, that dialogue is really important. That is Russell Wilson. And he was trying to be very careful there. You could tell. He's on the Dan Patrick show. Yeah. But essentially, if you want dialogue and people to bounce things off you, you want more power. And dialogue is good, but dialogue can also be bad. And by not completing the dialogue after promising the dialogue can be really bad. Just ask Houston. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Deshaun Watson's in the middle of right now. It's not that he didn't make the decision, I don't believe at least, on the head coach. I think the reason why Deshaun Watson's mad is he was told that he would be included or at least kept abreast of the situation, and he was never involved at all, never had a phone call, according to you know all these reports. And then on top of that, he uh, had to find out through the media who they were hiring mm-hmm. in this whole process, GM, head coach, all the rest. So I understand once you're promised something or told something, you'd like to see that through, and, and especially if you're that vital to the organization. Quarterbacks are so important. They get all the blame. They get a lot of the credit. Mm-hmm. You know, does Tom Brady deserve as much credit uh, as he gets? Yeah, debatable. Yeah. But he probably doesn't deserve as much blame if he were to lose. Like Patrick Mahomes won't. Well, maybe Patrick Mahomes won't get as much blame because that offensive line. But he's going to have to handle all that. He's going to have to wear that. You know, people are going to start talking. I saw Pro Football Focus said like his 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 numbers. Uh, or like 65.5 in two Super Bowls outside of every other game he's ever played in his career, like 93 or 94. Like, yeah. he has to wear some of that, right? Those numbers get attached to him. So um, there is no doubt. Coos, can you help uh, Austin out? Oh, I'm trying to get our screen back on. We have a lot of viewership right now, but we're not. our video's not on. So I was trying yeah. to help him out. That's all right. We're just kind of waiting. It should be there. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, now it is. All of a sudden. It might have been on the – so it, it depends just switched what time over. you click on it. Yeah. But uh, so quarterbacks have the power. Should they have more power, essentially, is what Russell Wilson is saying. And um, I think this is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I think it's dangerous. I, 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 I kind of get it. I understand the value of the quarterback. I think Russell Wilson was trying to toe the line and being like, listen, I don't want to run the organization – yeah. But I do get the feel like what he's saying about 
Listen, I know what kind of players invest. I can tell within the first couple of minutes of players going to be invested the way we need them invested. Like, I've seen it. I've, I've played with championship caliber players. I've been to Pro Bowls. I've been around the best of the best in the NFL. GMs haven't, right? I mean, you look at some of the – some GMs are pretty good at it. Locating the – the GMs around here have not necessarily been great at it. You know, the uh, the personality traits, the character traits of players, even the good players that they've picked – hasn't always been that team guy, that guy that's going to help you win, win big. So I get what he's saying, but I think it's a slippery slope because here's what I I say most of all. If Russell Wilson is being tasked with being part of a a board, if you will, that is helping bring in guys and and given his two cents, what happens when you don't pick the guy that he wants? Because you feel like you've done your homework, you took his advice into consideration, but you still don't feel like that's in the best interest of the team or where you're going to go or how much money you're going to spend. How does he react to some of those? So you open the door for there to be some animosity, hurt feelings, uh, whether that's a subconscious feeling or a real feeling. And then the other thing I say about this, what if Russell Wilson's wrong? What if a quarterback's wrong? Is he getting the blame? Or is the GM getting the blame? The head no. coach getting the blame? I don't right. want anybody else's input if I'm the one that's going to take the fall. All right, so let's go ahead and put it like this. Let's, let's put it a couple ways, first of all. The fact that Russell Wilson said that he wants more, you know, I guess on his plate in terms of maybe the roster, maybe the coaching decisions, like that's not breaking news to me because after every single season, I don't care what team you play for, they have these things called exit interviews. Mm-hmm. And in these exit interviews, they ask you the question, what are your thoughts about your position coach? What are your thoughts about the defensive coordinator? What are your thoughts about the head coach? And you answer those truthfully. Now, every team does it a little differently. Some teams will have, like, the quote-unquote leadership committee where they meet with, like, the captains and the owner of the franchise or somebody, you know, with higher power is going to ask, how do you feel the team's being ran right now? That takes place in every single organization. So when those meetings take place, well, that leads me to believe, regardless of what you, maybe what you say can have an effect of, well, what coach is going to be there next year? For instance, let's say you have a position coach that you don't like, and you, you're a captain, and you say, hey, I think we need to go in a new direction. I think that head coach would take that complaint into consideration and maybe make a change. There's changes all the time. So from that perspective, I mean, we've seen that for the past couple decades, it seems like. So that's nothing new to me. Now, whether it's getting a player on the team, whether it's something like that, well, that's different, obviously, right? And that's what Russell Wilson's trying to get at. Now, I think we talk about LeBron James all the time. LeBron James, doesn't like, no one's really got a problem with LeBron James. I feel like, for the most part, when he takes command of a team, right? When he says, all right, we should bring this guy, we should trade this guy, like, it's LeBron James, he's earned his stripes, he has every single right to do whatever he wants to do, because let's be honest... He's LeBron James. Michael Jordan kind of had the same thing for a while, right? We talk about those guys and have no issue with them. But what do we always say, at least what do I always say in this show? The quarterback position, in my opinion, is the most important position in all professional sports. It's probably the hardest. It's probably the the one that takes the most time to, to acclimate to. It's probably, you know, in terms of studying, in terms of game film, in terms of all that stuff. Like, there is no other position like the quarterback position in terms of the double standard. So if the double standard is that true and it's that important, then why can't the quarterback have more on his plate? I don't think it's a matter of can or can't. I I think it's a matter of what you run into at some point. And let let me ask you this. As a former player, Mm -hmm. already the quarterback is making a lot of money. 
mm-hmm. most likely. You know, Russell Wilson's making a big chunk of the money. Aaron Rodgers, big chunk of the money. Uh, quarterbacks in general are making more money than any other position. We know sometimes how the money, you know, plays a role, again, maybe subconsciously in the locker room, who you're paying, who you're not paying, all those things performance-wise. There's already enough pressure on the quarterbacks based on salary and demand of the position. How much do you think as a player, if he's bringing this guy in, this guy in, but the defensive line guy doesn't really feel like he doesn't like that guy that Russell Wilson just kind of buddied up with and, and maybe brought in or helped bring in, how much jealousy would exist that that guy, that one player in this ultimate team game is doing a lot more, has a lot more power than any of us See, already have? To me, it depends on the quarterback because not every single quarterback can get away with this. Absolutely. I think Russell Wilson could probably get away with this. Obviously, Tom Brady yeah. can get away with this. Um, it depends just how much, um, I guess, how many stripes they've earned. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's different categories here. I think in Russell Wilson's case, I think that he's obviously the face of the franchise. I think, you know, 99% of those guys in the locker room trust Russell Wilson. Maybe there's one guy who's just like, I'm kind of over it, whatever. I mean, every locker room's going to have that. But I think in terms of... You know, trusting Russell Wilson to set the roster and what you think is best, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, for instance, let's say Russell Wilson was in Jacksonville, okay? Let's say that Tom – yeah, and yeah, right? I don't think they got a punter instead. That's neither here nor there. But let's say that Russell Wilson's in Jacksonville. And let's put him back on the 2019 team, okay? So two years ago, essentially. And let's say that Tom Coughlin's here as well, right? And we know it transpired there. Right? What happened with Jalen Ramsey? Mm-hmm. What happened with Yannick Ngakwe? We'll see what happens with the whole Jalen Ramsey situation of who wins that trade. But I'm sitting here right now, 2-9 of 2021, and saying, well, the Rams looking pretty damn good right now oh, yeah. with Jalen Ramsey. Okay? So right now, in my opinion, the Rams won the trade. Now, we'll see once again. A lot of time left. The Jaguars still have another draft pick coming up. We will see. But right now, I sit here and say, well, the Rams probably won. What happens if Russell Wilson goes? Because keep in mind. With all due respect to Tom Coughlin, the starting quarterback of a team, I think, has a better idea of the dynamic that's going on in a locker room than a Tom Coughlin type does. What happens if if Jalen Rams goes to Russell Wilson and says, hey, man, I'm not happy here. There's something wrong with this culture. There's, there's, some, there's something going on here, man. I don't want to be a part of it. If it doesn't change, I'm gone. I'll my back. Okay? If he goes to Russell Wilson with that, and Russell Wilson then in turn goes to, let's say, Shad Khan and voices the concerns. Do you think Shad Khan's going to want to hear over Russell Wilson more or Jalen Ramsey more? Yeah, probably Russell Wilson. So there you go. Yeah, well, they had that guy there, and Jalen Ramsey didn't go to Calais Campbell or someone like that. I know it wasn't the quarterback position. Yeah, and with all due respect to Calais Campbell, and we know what he means to the Jacksonville Jaguars in this city, and I'm always going to be a fan of him, but he's not the quarterback. He's, He's not the general of the team. Yeah. Uh, so bottom line is you have to have one of six quarterbacks in the NFL basically to do this. Well, and that's why Russell Wilson came out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listen. I'm, I'm not saying that even like a guy like I'm trying to think of. A, that's like, why like has Deshaun Watson like, earned the stripes to do this? I think so. Really? Yes. Hey, <laughs> what's he won? What's he's, he done? He's a top five quarterback. Yeah. Or do you disagree? Yeah, we did this before. I mean, he's on the fringe of that. I think. Yeah. So if you're a top five quarterback. And you play the most position, the most important position in all professional sports, and you're top five at it, then yeah, I would say you've earned your stripes. Yeah, I just feel like you know Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, those guys have been around the block. 
Sure. And they've seen a lot more. I, I would wrestle with the idea of Deshaun Watson at 26 years old, 27 years old. Has he seen enough, done enough for me to rely on him as a GM coach, all that stuff? I do think we might be taking it a little bit too far anyway in terms of just the um, – the nature of what Russell Wilson is saying, I think he wants a little bit more, and he referenced Tom Brady. See, Tom Brady said, hey, I think, listen, we'd be better off if we got Gronk. Mm-hmm. I also think Gronk, the only way he was coming back is if he ended up being in Tampa. He wasn't coming back to go to the Patriots. So they make a trade, right, and they end up getting Gronk. I think the Antonio Brown, he pushes for Antonio Brown. Heck, Leonard Fournette said that, uh, I think it was Devin White and Tom Brady said, hey, we'd like you to come. Yeah. Now, you're a free agent. you got a little bit more ability to do that as players um and and so there was certainly some recruiting and impact from tom brady mm-hmm. on tampa's roster in that regard now i don't think they said hey uh tom should we draft tristan Wirfs no or not. antoine winfield C, uh jr yeah. i don't think they said that to tom brady so i i get it in some capacity i think that give and take between a brady in the situation that he was in, they handled it beautifully in that regard. Because I would also say Brady handles it beautifully. He has some input, but what have we talked about Brady just yesterday again? He's such a great teammate because he tries to come back down to your level in the locker room, and he does a great job of it. Mm -hmm. The risk that you run as a quarterback in these kind of situations, having a little bit more power, a little bit more say, a little bit more influence, is you get put on an even higher pedestal. That you're now running the show. So you've got to be able to bring yourself down. And I think that's what makes the special player. Could Russell Wilson have some input on, hey, let's bring in a lineman. Let's bring in a receiver. Maybe. But he's got to be able to bring himself right back down to that normal level of the kicker, the punter, uh, the long snapper, you know. Sure. That level. And, and again, Brady, I think, does such a good job of that. Russell Wilson probably could be very good at that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to judge what quarterbacks could be good at doing that if you're going to handle hand them that kind of dialogue and potential influence along the way. I like what you brought up in the exit meetings mm-hmm. and interviews because we kind of saw this with Jacksonville, and we've seen it in different ways. It happens everywhere. Everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the players had a key role in maybe keeping Doug Marone for this year. The exit interviews of last year, I think Shad Khan even said, we talked to some of the players, they like what Doug's doing, but they like, you know, and that was kind of like, I think when they got rid of Tom Coffin, we like what Doug's doing. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. And so there might have been a little bit of an influence, along with whatever Shad Khan was thinking, to keep Doug Marone around another year. I'll give you a different example of that in Jacksonville, at least in my estimation. Coming off the 2016 year, I remember being, I think it was Indianapolis, the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to guys like Tayshawn Gibson and, and Jalen Ramsey and others. And they were complaining about the scheme. Mm-hmm. They were like, we need to be put in a position to make plays. The scheme, the scheme. I mean, they basically called out the scheme. Sure. Well, well it's. I'm sure they did a little bit of that in exit interviews as well. I want to make more plays. I want to be more active. I want to be here instead of there. They probably did that, right? Is that what goes on in some of those things if if you're asked about it? Mm -hmm. Well, they fired – Gus Bradley was already fired. I mean, it was on the – But they kept the the scheme with with Todd Wash. Yeah. And the next year, they're the the best defense in the NFL. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And so – No, that's more players. To, I mean, they, it's more players. They but, changed it up a little bit. I mean, there's a different uh, roster. There, it's a it's an added roster. Yes. But I'm just saying the guys that were complaining, how much different was Tayshawn Gibson's job in 17 as it was in 16? Yeah, he might have got 
closer to the line of scrimmage here, well, move them around I mean, a little it, bit. But, but also, if you have a defensive line that gets to the quarterback and makes things a little easier on the back end, well, then now it's funner to play. Yeah. I mean, simple as that. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. I, I'm just saying the players weren't right. Like, if, if, sure. if they had changed the scheme and got rid of things altogether, yeah. who knows if they're that kind of defense in 17. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, who was complaining about the scheme in 16 mm-hmm. because of what they were giving up, and he gets bored, obviously, being in that zone sometimes. Mm-hmm. He made he was all pro and pro bowler in 17. No, <laughs> so for sure. I, I remember just saying that, uh, how do you like the scheme now? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty but good, the, no, because listen, we did well. Absolutely. Right? So you've got to be careful in terms of but, the input, is my but point. But guess what? They're not the quarterback. They, they, they aren't the, they aren't. The, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's an All-Pro player, best cornerback maybe right now in the league, but he's not the quarterback. To me, there's a difference. Well, there is a difference. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the kind of player input you can potentially oh, get. Yeah, I got you. But once again, like with all the respect to Tayshawn Gibson, you're not the quarterback. With all the respect to Jalen Ramsey, yeah, you have influence, but you're not the quarterback. Yeah. Like the, the, the quarterback runs the show. Simple as that. So like, if the quarterback has a problem with this scheme, then I'm listening to him. If Jalen Ramsey has a problem with this scheme, I respect him, man. You make a lot of plays, best corner in the league, but I'm not sure if I'm changing the scheme because you said so. Yeah. yeah. I, if I'm an organization, too, how much does the – or even players, like there was some talk, uh, I think a different kind of report about he's not happy with the way he's being protected, uh, Russell Wilson, because he's been mm-hmm. sacked a gazillion times. I mean, look how much you get sacked. It's amazing. Yeah. Right? For Or as much money as that investment. You would think naturally – that's what we're talking about, Trevor Lawrence. Like they talked about Joe Burrow. You want to protect that big, big investment, right? I mean, anybody does that in any line of work. They haven't really done a great job of that in Seattle. They've kind of just pieced together an offensive line. Some yeah. have been a little bit better than others. But one of the issues, and we talk about this sometimes, why do you want the rookie contract guy? Because once you sign the quarterback to $40 million deal, it gets tougher to go out and sign Trent Williams to a $15 million contract a year Absolutely. at left tackle to play for you. Sure. So, like, you almost make your own bed sometimes in that respect as a quarterback, as a big-time quarterback, mm-hmm. that depending on how they view it, you could get in trouble. You could make the case. Ah, this is probably a little bit of a stretch, but even as much as they're paying all the weapons in Kansas City, should they have had more backup plans, if you will, more invest? Ah, that's a little bit of a stretch. But yeah, well, I mean, you could say the same thing in Green Bay then too. You could because when Bakhtiari yeah. went hurt, then obviously the offensive line was a shambles. Andrew Luck. They didn't invest enough in the offensive line. They learned from that. Yeah, I think there yeah. were times Peyton Manning and even Tom Brady in New England didn't have the greatest of offensive lines. I don't know if that was directly correlated to their salary, but the bottom line is it's tough to make huge investments at those positions when you've got so much locked up uh, in in the quarterback spot. There is, but at the same time, I mean, it depends how much you value your quarterback. Because, yeah, I mean, I've well, seen... Well, you should. Well, no, but listen, I've seen Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And, and like, they... I mean... Now, granted, he was getting absolutely massacred back there for a while, but they still try to make plays. I mean, they, they try to trade the Miami Dolphins for Tunsil, True. and they got a left tackle True. in there, and he's playing better now, obviously. Like, there's always something you can do. And I get, like, the, the salary cap is real, I Kinda. think. I think. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm waiting for that documentary to yeah. come out and prove, prove that conspiracy theory wrong. But I think the salary cap is real. But there's always trades. There's always things that you can do to help your quarterback out. It's going to be really interesting in that regard this year. Salaries keep going up for quarterbacks. Everybody's locked in now. I mean, look at golf. They're trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Actually, Stafford's a way better deal for the Rams. And then you got Aaron Donald's deal. And you got Jalen Ramsey's $100 million deal. And you got Cooper Cup. And you got this and that. Well, and the salary cap's going down this year. 
Yeah. Like this year is going to be very interesting in, in that regard of what teams are handicapped by that. Of course, another but, situation where the Jags are in really good shape. They're going to sure. have a quarterback on a rookie deal, and they're going to have plenty of money to spend in a year where the cap goes down. They're in a very advan- advantageous situation. But, you know, it's, to prove the Rams' point a little bit, like, listen, they had a guy in Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks for a while was one of the stars of that offense. They let him go. He goes to Houston. No, he has an okay time in Houston. But, look, I don't think the Rams really necessarily miss Brandon Cooks because he wasn't there this past year. And now you got a guy in Cam Akers who's a rookie, who's, who's on a rookie yeah. deal. He's probably going to get a lot of reps last year, Penny can stay healthy. So, I mean – you know, there's always a revolution that it can take where it's like, all right, well, we got to pay these guys this money, but guess what? Now we got to run him back on the rookie contract. So there's always ways around it. Aren't you a little surprised that even uh, it, it kind of feels like Russell Wilson isn't heavily involved, or at least in dialogue, but Pete Carroll and that organization feel like one of those organizations that would make him involved. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you go way back, I know we're talking about this today, but go back to Peyton Manning's years. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning was involved in some of that. Peyton Manning was like, go keep, you better keep. Well, Marvin I mean, Harrison. You Peyton Manning ran Reggie. practice, from my understanding. You know, you know, like he was calling practices. And Brady, I'm sure, had some influence, although in New England with Belichick, maybe there was a little bit of clash there and a little harder to do. Yeah. But certainly right now he does. Uh, I, I just would think some of this has transpired over the years anyway. But I would think Seattle, and maybe he's had more than, than that soundbite led on, would actually be one of those teams. First, because of Russell Williams, Russell, Russell Wilson's brilliance, mm-hmm. but also just because of Pete Carroll's nature. Yeah. Like, it's not a dictatorship with Carroll. You don't no. get the sense. No, not at all. Um, yeah, and once again, like, we don't get to see behind the scenes that much and behind the curtain. Like, maybe there is a lot of influence there. I think, Pete, like, listen, I think of, of any coach in the NFL, I think Pete Carroll would be the guy that would be like, all right, man, let me hear what you got to say. You know, like, let's let's take some things into account here because he is the proverbial player's coach. And I think if you're a player's coach, guess what? You're a player's coach for a reason because you take into account what your players bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, give me the quarterbacks that you think Watson, I kind of hem and haw on that. Do you think Wilson? Josh Allen? No. 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 No, no, no. No, no, no. So you don't think that if Josh Wilson said, can we get Stefan Diggs, they'd be like, no, sorry, Josh Wilson. Sorry, Josh Allen. No. I don't think they ever ask that question. I'm not saying that's the question. But I don't I'm think saying, they would. I'm saying if Josh Allen goes, hey, we need a new left tackle, they're going to be like, ah, sorry, man. No, they'll be like, hey, listen, we're going to try, but... Uh... If he says, I want Trent Williams here, I, I think Trent Williams will help us the most. I think ah, we're going to draft the guy in the second round. <laughs> so, I got you. See, I, I think that if you're the quarterback and you're the either you're the current star of the franchise or the future of the franchise, you have some pull. So I think Josh Allen might get that. That's interesting. See, I wouldn't put him in the category. Okay. I would put Brady. I would put Wilson. I'd put Rodgers. Even though uh, Rodgers seems like it, they don't listen I to him, though. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It, it, it's interesting how different organizations are, well, different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, Lamar Jackson's not getting say in that stuff. I don't think Lamar Jackson is. But what makes him different than Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen, like, listen, five, ten years from now, I know Josh Allen is going to be the guy. Lamar Jackson should be the guy, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes kind of did this in a way because of the way he structured his deal. Mm-hmm. He said, listen, I want to structure my deal so we can keep these guys, but you better keep these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he kind of did it with his actions Yeah. at the same time. I just think at the end of the day, I think there are very few quarterbacks that can, can do this. So you can debate a couple of them, sure. but very few. Maybe Trevor Lawrence will someday be that guy. You can only hope. I do have a question about Trevor Lawrence. The more and more you see this quarterback stuff and maybe some unhappiness or more yapping going on or mm-hmm. maybe more rumors going on and big-name quarterbacks moving places, 
how hard will it be to even keep a very good to great Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville for a long, long time? We talk about it next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, Daniel uh, says we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane. I'm wearing a sleeveless T-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's Friday. We never said we're intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. No, every every game, every year is different. You know, this year has been so. It's been incredible for me. I. It's just been incredible. So I, it's great. That's that's where I rank it. It's great. It's been a great year and uh, incredibly, I mean, just fun. I just, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I think in a unique way, it was kind of like uh, with, with the coronavirus situation and, and all the protocols, it was really like football for junkies, you know? There was not really a lot of other things to do other than show up to work and play football. It was, you know, normally there's a lot of other things going along with playing football. So if you love football, you know, this was a year to be a player in the NFL because that's all it was. It was like football camp with all your buddies year round. So that was, I really enjoyed that part. That is Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Super Bowl champ. And although the New England Patriots had a 20 year run with Tom Brady, they couldn't keep him in the long run. Nope. He still moved. Yeah. This year, Oh, by the way, Peyton Manning also played for a different team. Joe Montana ended up playing for a different team. I think those scenarios are a little bit different than where I'm going with this topic. Because definitely Brady at the, you know, you can make the business decision of, okay, how much does he have left? Manning, same thing. Coming off like all the problems too, right? And then they had a quarterback by then. They had Andrew Luck. So that was a different circumstance. Uh, Joe Montana was late in his career. They had Steve Young, different circumstance. So I don't think those are fair comparisons. But now you get into a world where Deshaun Watson wants out. You get into Matthew Stafford at 31, 32 years old with all the numbers he's put up. Gone. Jared Goff, young guy. Mm-hmm. So gone to a Super Bowl. High draft pick. Big contract. Gone. Carson Wentz might be gone. They're talking about Russell Wilson. People feel they fielded trade offers for Russell Wilson. Like people actually inquired about Russell Wilson. Now you can call about anybody, right? Yeah, yeah. But and now Russell Wilson appears to, at least in the last couple of days, always happy go lucky Russell Wilson who's having an unbelievable career and playing the best football of his life. These reports, and I will put in air quotes, they are reports, come out about Hey, he's not happy about the investment on the offensive line. His camp is, which, by the way, I wouldn't be either if I'm getting hit every play. But, you know, uh, should he have more power? Should he have more say? These kind of reports are coming out about Russell Wilson, which makes you wonder, okay, is this a long-term relationship for good? Uh, I mean, you saw him at the Super Bowl sitting next to Roger and Sierra. Yeah. He didn't look that happy. Walter Payton, man of the year. Yeah. Um by the way, he had a Walter Payton Man of the Year. Of course, Calais gave him the award, or at least I think oh, was posed yeah, the yeah. award. I didn't see that part. Could have had both of those guys um, in Jackson. Hey, but keep living in the past. You know? uh, <laughs> listen, Cam Newton has gone on again for different reasons. Yeah. What I'm getting to here is the Jaguars are going to end up with this generational talent in Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But if you had to pick the over-under on whether he's here 10 years from now or not, even as a good player, like a very good player. Are we seeing a time where this is more like Major League Baseball and Barry Bonds doesn't stay on the Pirates and Bryce Harper doesn't stay on the Nationals? You know, this is not Derek Jeter. 
This is not Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Again, Michael Jordan would be late in his career. This is more LeBron James, where you bounce around. Ten years. Is he here in Jacksonville or not? I mean, so we think he's going to be a good quarterback, correct? Yeah, I'm saying okay. a good even a very good. Top five quarterback? Just get, Let's be a little bit, even on a realistic end, say top eight. Okay. Okay, I'll spread okay. it to a top eight. Top eight, 10 years in Jacksonville. If he's a top eight quarterback, that means he's probably winning a couple times. If he's a top eight quarterback, that means that the playoffs have probably been accomplished. And who knows, maybe an AFC championship or do I dare say a Super Bowl? So if that's the case, and keep in mind, I mean, this depends really on Urban Meyer too as well, I feel like a little bit. But 10 years from now, is Trevor Lawrence still here? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I think that, and see, the reason why I said top five quarterback, now take Deshaun Watson out of it because, well, it's not just a schematic thing in, in Houston right now. There's a lot more transpiring in Houston, which is just more than football, it seems like. Seems like there's cultish behavior going on in Houston right now. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, I don't want to call anybody out, but man. You just did. Okay, well, there you go. Call people out then. You see that guy's stand-up comedy, by the I way? <clears throat> nope. Yeah. So yeah. So would that be? Yeah. I mean, listen. I I don't know. Hey, everything's on video, people. Yeah. Even Austin, Mike dropping Duval at Tootsie's in Nashville. You better believe it. We're gonna find that video and we're gonna put that out there as fast as possible because you know why? Our listening audience deserves it. They do. So with that being said, though, I think that granted the the culture is okay and the culture is intact and one would assume if Urban Meyer is still around, that would be the case. Then yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence sticks around. I'm looking up this. Uh, this was going into the 2020 season, okay? Yep. The top 32 quarterbacks. This was going into the season. Mm-hmm. And we had Dwayne Haskins. Well, he's already on to a different team. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky. What do you think? Does he stay in Chicago or is he not somewhere else? But either way, he's know, not man. the starter, right? Wouldn't you say? So. I would I'd bet against him being the starter. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor was replaced, although unique reasons, but they should have replaced him anyway. Like, Herbert's good. Yeah. He's a backup now. Yeah, yeah. Gardner Minshew. Well, we talked about the top of the show. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows if he's even going to be in Jacksonville. He's definitely not the starter in Jacksonville. Drew Locke maybe gets one more crack at it, maybe, but probably not. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, this is it for Daniel Jones probably, or we're going to be talking a lot about the Giants. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, <laughs> to a, that was a different kind of circumstance. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, they've got him under contract. It'll be interesting to see, but they didn't they flirt with Stafford a little bit? So yeah. you know they're looking. I think the reports Listen, where they flirted with Stafford. Teddy Bridgewater is a suitable quarterback. I think, yeah, I think so, too. But at the end of the day, and it seems like now more than ever, there is such a premium on having, like, a top-five guy because everyone thinks right now if you have a top-five quarterback, you have a chance at the Super Bowl. If you don't have a top-five quarterback, you're not going. Yeah, like, I think I think in the past there was like, all right, well, we got a good run game. Yeah. we got a good defense. We can make this happen. But now it's like... Listen, even if you have a above-average quarterback, you need something better. It's like. been a long time since Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for but, sure. I mean, but now doesn't golf kind of feel that way? They got there, and they were – I know they didn't win it, but they got there. And Bortles almost went, too. Yeah, that's you know? true. But and Bortles won listen, MVP. Yeah, but guess what? They're not in their same teams anymore. That, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is, like, team like, – You're going to keep finding. You want the next – yeah. A Sam Darnold, futures in doubt. Baker Mayfield. Do you think Baker Mayfield will be with the Browns for the next – handful to six seven years which would make him like a 10-year run is he their guy i mean i think right now with what he's been able to do and obviously inspire hope in cleveland arrow is up. the arrow is definitely up and i think that if the arrow is up 
Um, and now keep in mind, he's in a pretty good situation. He's got some good players around him, but I feel like he's going to stay in Cleveland. All right, so I got. Uh, I'm going to give you Mayfield. I'm going to give you Joe Burrow, who just yeah. got drafted last year. And Phillip, by the way, watch Baker get traded tomorrow. Who knows <laughs> yeah. with, with this season? Philip Rivers. Uh, that could be a surprise move. It's like, hey, we really like Baker, but we think we can get an upgrade. So let's go get whoever. Right? Who's out there? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers is retired. Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, looks he, like he's, he's going to be there. Okay. There. Derek Carr. I doubt he nope. is there in five years. No, no and he's no. actually played pretty well. Yeah, and I doubt he's there. Uh, Kylo Mori. That's a tough bet, isn't it? Ten years from now. Yeah. Mm, see, it depends if you. To me, the Kyler Murray thing comes. Remember, he's not on your Cliff. fantasy team anymore. Well, no, for, well, I know. Who's he again? No, and it comes down to Cliff Kings, but I don't think Kyler Murray's there in ten years. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, Goff's already gone. Roethlisberger will be retired. Garoppolo, no way, right? I mean, it no. already feels like they don't no. want him. And no. that would be his third team for a guy who's pretty well-respected and got to a Super Bowl and has a huge contract. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton looks washed up. Matt Ryan will be gone next year. But Matt Ryan is a guy that was with his team for 10 years. You well, yeah, you don't see Matt Ryan going to a different team either, I don't Matt, think. I think once he's done in Atlanta, he's done for good. He might be just done. I think so. Uh, fair enough. Dak Prescott. I, I, I think, think they're going to invest in him. And if they invest, it's going to be a five, six-year deal, right? Yes. So, yeah, that's an, that's another one. Kirk Cousins. No. I don't see that. No. Uh, and by the way, on the Cousins one, we're going for like another five years, right? No, uh, Brady already moved, but Brady fits the bill because he was with the Patriots for 20. Ryan Tannehill. You think for, he's for, there for another seven years in Tennessee? No. no. Nah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Matthew Stafford already gone. Carson Wentz going to be gone. Deshaun Watson going to be gone. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he put his time in. He, yeah, he fits this. Uh, Drew Brees well fits. Uh, Lamar Jackson? Ten years from now? Seven. Seven years. Oh, this is probably the hardest one because I'm not taking the Kyler Murray approach to this. I think he will be. Really? If, okay. if, I mean, the, the health factor is the biggest thing. I think he will be. Okay. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dots. Mm-hmm. It's basically what I got. Out of the quarterbacks right now for teams mm-hmm. that will they or have they been for a decade? And some of those guys that we have on the list are like already accomplished it. Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Rodgers. We, we put Brady in the category. Yeah. So you're really talking about a handful of guys that you can now project out being like, oh, yeah, I think. And Baker Mayfield's an iffy one. Lamar Jackson's an iffy one. Yeah. My point being like Trevor Lawrence, not only do you have to keep him happy. Yeah. But just well, like the landscape of have success, like all has to go right. You have you, to you have to cultivate that Trevor Lawrence so he's even if he's great, there's no if a guy was great twenty years ago, he was going to be on your team for almost his entire career. That's not necessarily the case right now with quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you want me to really scare you real quick? How many of those guys were the first quarterback taken in their draft class? Oh, I'd have to go back and look. Not many. Mayfield was. Mayfield. Uh oh. How many were? How many? Yeah. Were? Somebody asked me a good question yesterday, in fact. I might throw this one by you. Um, I love when a little conversation at a baseball game gives us some material. Let's get it. Uh, so I'll ask you this one. If you had to, I'm going to let you think about it. Yeah. If you had to redraft any quarterback in NFL history, who would be taken first overall? In history? History of the game. To play right now in the league? Just you get the first pick Man. of anybody who played. Don't answer it right um, yet. I'm still desensitized to Kyler Murray because fantasy <laughs> football, but I get to remember Kyler. You're done. We'll, we'll see you. I lost. Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What do you think?
that'll definitely motivate you. I mean, if you're if you're near a competitor and you get so close to your ultimate goal and you fall short, I mean, it, it's something that will motivate you for the rest of your career. I mean, uh, it was a it was a bad feeling in that locker room after the game. Uh, I mean, you don't want to have that feeling again. And so, uh, luckily enough, we'll have, we'll have a lot of the same guys back, and we'll, we'll obviously add new guys and. And uh, we'll, we'll set, set the tone from the beginning of the year, beginning of the offseason, um, that we have to be uh, better. We have to be better than we, we were this last year in order to, to go out there and win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. Really a likable guy. I say that a lot. Like, likable. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's a likable quarterback. I do. I mean, I think you can get sick of him, but now that he's not with the Patriots, that's okay. I'm going to be honest, though. That whole incident with Tyron Matthew, if Tom Brady would have came up to me like that and yelled at my face, and who knows what he said, doesn't matter, you get in my face like that, I'm throwing a punch. All right, I'm, I was, putting, I'm putting it all on the line, Brent, and I'm sacrificing penalty yards. I'm sacrificing everything because Tom Brady would not be doing that to me. I would think uh, – I was thinking of during a segment yesterday, what did Tom Brady say? But I thought that could be dangerous. I mean, in terms of Are censorship. Sure? Are we sure he wasn't trying to, like, sell him his TB12 stuff? You like that? You want to get some TB12 in your system? Let's go. But, no, I doubt but, it. It's a monthly subscription box. <laughs> Give him password Brady for an extra 20% off. We, we can eliminate that it was anything racial, right? Because that wouldn't have gone away quietly. If it was going to be racial, I don't care if it's the goat or not. Yeah, there there would have been. That's what I'm saying. There, there, there would have been consequences. But like Tyron Matthew wouldn't delete his tweets about it or anything like that. No, no listen. If, if if it was racial, it would have escalated to the sidelines. I think. Yeah. I think Matthew would have said something to his teammates. Teammates go over. Yeah. I mean, but, that, that, that would have been ugly. When we bring these things up, like when somebody comes out, Tyron Matthew, if you had heard what he said, it's like, yeah. okay, well, outside of being racial, what else would he have said? Politics. That really would. Politics, bro. Like politics. <laughs> Should have been two-term Trump. What the hell? You know, it's going to have been that. I mean, can't say anything about your mama. <laughs> no, don't you know, say that. Wife. Don't say that. No, don't say that I either. mean, so outside of that, like, I, listen, was I, Matthew being a little soft there? Ooh. See, Brent, you, you like throwing that soft word around a lot, you know? And, like, if this ever got back to Tyron Matthew, he wouldn't like what you just said about him. I know like, he wouldn't. Well, I, and I like Tyron listen, Matthew. But I don't understand why he was complaining. Then what was it? Why can't he tell us? I'm just trying to help you out. Like, calling a player soft is one of the worst things you can ever call him, Brent. I, just, I call the moment soft, not the player. He's okay. a very good player. I like okay. him. Um, okay. And he's tough. Uh, he, I have mad respect for football players. Actually. Welcome back. Mad Welcome respect. Back. That's mad respect. Uh, no one's saying but, that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I just don't understand what he said. Like, why would he come out after the game? Like, I said this to you yesterday, actually, in the break. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was kind of weak but for Matthew to come out and be like, well, I was he was running at me. It's like, it was just a weird thing, to, an hour after the game to be tweeting about. Yeah. But I would say this. If I was, in, if I was the marketing agent for Tyron Matthew, yeah. I would say I'm writing a book, and it's coming out next week. And at the end of it, I reveal <laughs> what Tom Brady said. Or, because or, I'd buy the book. Or just do, like, a TED Talk <laughs> and get, like, record views. Like, what, you know, the TED Talk. What? What did Tom Brady say to me? Let's dive into it. That's a TED <laughs> Talk, right? Think? There. I mean, he could make so much money no, off for that. sure, for sure. <laughs> um, listen, I think like it was nothing. I don't think it was nothing too bad. I'm sure there's some foul language, obviously, yeah. right? It's something that rubbed them the wrong way. No, without a doubt. But I think keep in mind though, Brent, they just scored a touchdown. Okay, like that's worse enough already. Like the, the team that you're trying to beat scored a touchdown on you. Okay, that that's rough. Yeah, in the Super Bowl with. The world watching. So, like, you're already kind of ticked off a little bit. 
You're walking back to your sidelines, and I don't care if it's Tom Brady or not. Tom Brady feels a need to say, you know what, instead of going to celebrate my teammates, he's going to act a little bit Tom Pettyus, if you will, a little Tom Pettiness going on, a little pettiness, and he's going to come over to me and get in my face. Yeah. Like that that's the worst, Brent. I get it. Like I under, I'm not I'm not a, okay. I'm not mad at Tyron Matthew for being in his face or anything. I just don't understand after the, the fact saying I don't understand and I, w- I would complain if I got the penalty. Yeah. Probably not on Twitter or not after the game, but I'd probably <laughs> but I just don't understand well, if you had heard what he said. Yeah. Like so what does that mean? Like you again, if we play hoops in a basketball court, I'm going to say something to you I Listen. probably don't mean, but I think Tyron Matthew felt a little sensitive because people making fun of him on Twitter saying, oh, he got punked by Tom Brady, and, like, that was his way to yeah. try to justify it. All right, okay? you got to answer my question. Here we go. Ready? Yes, I would have punched Tom Brady once again. <laughs> Here's the deal. You pick first. You get any QB in the history of the game in their prime to start your franchise. Who are you drafting? Aaron Rodgers. Really? Aaron Rodgers. And isn't that surprising, too, because I'm not, like, the biggest seems like Green Bay fan sometimes anymore? Here's what, here's what I think about Aaron Rodgers. It's Tom Brady the GOAT, yes. But I say this all the time. You put Tom Brady on any team, it's got to be the right kind of team. I feel like you put Aaron Rodgers on any kind of team, he immediately elevates that team. And especially now in the modern era NFL where you got to be a little mobile and you're in your prime, give me Aaron Rodgers all day. I do think a lot of people would say Johnny Unitas, you know. Yeah. You know, and I think Aaron Rodgers is a good one. I think Marino and Elway would really be high on the list. But really high. But can you run, though? Well, Marino and Elway can. Yeah, Elway can. Uh, And so I think Elway would probably be on that list. Can you run, though? Yeah. I wonder what people would take a guy barring his problems like Vic. That was, I'm not going to lie to you, that was my very first thought. When we asked that question, I thought Mike Vick to start things off with, but then I'm like, well, the injuries, though, you know? So we're at a baseball game, and and I was asked this question by one of the parents on Ty's team. I thought it was a great question. And I would not shy away from saying, this is how good he might be, and you think he is, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's true. Like right now. What I've seen from Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if he's going to be. And he's as, in his pri- is he in his prime yet? Well, I think this fits. Like sure, I would take Patrick could. Mahomes right now. I mean, he's still young though, Brent. Would you take Patrick Mahomes over what you know of Elway, Marino, Unitas, Rogers? I'm telling you. I mean, I that's might, how good he I'll is. Tell you what, I might take Patrick Mahomes. I'll definitely take a volume button and turn this music down too while we're trying to talk. <laughs> I'll take those two things right now. <laughs> On the way at ESPN 690. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.